Ah, that's not the view oh. that we wanted to start with. <laughs> <laughs> fancy meeting you here, Jason. Yeah, fancy seeing you here, Max. Oh, well. so, you know, how, un- how unusual. Uh, welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly, everyone. We are bringing you Transformers news from uh, around the world and across Australia. Very little as- across Australia this week. This is episode 252. We are going live on Sunday, the 6th of February, uh, 2022. Uh, we're doing it on a Sunday night so that we have a chance to talk about... The uh, Hasbro Fans First Friday event that uh, just occurred this past weekend, Saturday morning, Australian time. Uh, And um, yeah, so we saw some legacy reveals, some studio series reveals, and we're also going to talk about uh, a couple of of new acquisitions that uh, Max and I have. All that and more is coming up in this week's episode after this. Welcome to the show. I'm Jason, your regular host. Joining me this week is Max, coming to us live from Adelaide in South Australia. How are you doing, Max? Hot and bothered. That's about <laughs> it, really. It's a standard Adelaide summer. So, I would like is that, to is, nothing. Yeah. Is, nothing is that standard just... Adelaide? Hot and bothered. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's standard me. I'm usually hot and bothered. <laughs> Maybe I'm from Adelaide. I don't know. That, 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 I mean, that would be slightly concerning, but yeah. Uh, would, it's I, been I'd a, be worried if I was you. Uh, I mean, I would be worried too. I've, I've been to Adelaide. Um, it's an awful place. <laughs> so, uh, moving to Sydney sometime soon, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's a much worse place. You know what? You know what? I, 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 you know, I would say uh, I, don't think, I don't think Sydney has the uh, diversity of Australian wildlife that you've, uh, you've come to expect from your life in uh, Adelaide and, uh, and South Australia, so perhaps not. Uh, there's a lot of concrete, I suppose. There, it's true. It's true. There's a lot of concrete. Um, yeah, I like to walk on that concrete. Um, we're off to a good start. We're off to a good start. We're talking, about, very... talking about concrete, concrete and Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> this is concrete. <laughs> Very, very uh, natural a... flow of banter here. Very. It is. It, it, it is. Oh, so, so Max, how was that insert anecdote here this week? I thought it was insert emotion. Oh, I was um, overjoyed, thrilled. Uh, even. Overjoyed. That's a good. That's ecstatic. a good one. That's a good one. If, if we'll remember may. that for next time. Uh, it is a, so it's a bit of a quiet podcast this week. Um, it being a Sunday night, uh, I could only I could only wrangle Max into a, into doing a podcast this week. But we've missed a lot of episodes in the past year because we couldn't we couldn't get three people together. So we decided that this week we'll go with two because there was a there was a uh, an event from uh, from Hasbro this week revealing some figures, some of which we knew about, others we met for the first time. Um, it was, of course, uh, after the reveals, we're, of course, spoiled about three hours beforehand by in-demand toys in the UK, putting things up on their Facebook page, which was great for those of us who were going to bed, because uh, when Hasbro does these streams, they turn up at about 3 a.m. our time. So uh, I, I, in fact, did not get up for the, I did not get up for the stream at 3 a.m. I distinctly remember setting my alarm for 2.55 a.m., and when the alarm went off, I turned it off, and then I went back to sleep. And I thought, <laughs> I thought absolutely nothing of it. I, I didn't even realize, didn't even realize why I had set the alarm. So, um, yeah, that was a bit unfortunate for me. But uh, yeah, uh, 
Uh, did you did you watch uh, did you watch the stream live at all, Max? No, I used to watch all of these things live as they happen, but it's realistically every. I mean, everything's done on live stream nowadays because you know since the pandemic, right? Every single thing, you know, like every tutorial is. Hmm. Yeah, a million different live streams. Uh, to be honest, if you're all in American time at three in the morning, don't quite have the time for that. So it becomes a nice, pleasant surprise to wake up to. No, that's true. Uh, look, I mean, I find uh, I find I don't really need to watch the the live stream because um, countless countless news sites and YouTube channels and <clears throat> podcasts will have uh, made episodes discussing it. <laughs> Soon, soon after. I think the I think the moratorium is about a day and a, day and a half to two days after. That's that's about the limit, right? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just just slide in under that limit when uh, with our discussion on these figures. Um, look, I, I I think I think maybe uh, maybe without uh, maybe maybe we should just not mince any words anymore. And let's just get let's just get to the meat of it and let's start talking about what uh, what Hasbro actually revealed uh this saturday morning um there's a number of number of characters but as uh, as hasbro as hasbro likes to do these days before they reveal the toys they make people sit through all of the franchise and the brand updates where uh the very excitable uh i think her name was isabel from from marketing uh gets to tell us ecstatically about all of these things that nobody cares about uh <laughs> And to this, so this week, this week the the updates were mercifully small and, and pretty fast. Uh, the there was an update on the uh, the VR game called Transformers Beyond Reality, uh, which is despite the um, uh, in fact there's a there's a, a thumbnail here that was from PulseCon 2021. Uh, despite the PlayStation VR branding, it is a it is a PlayStation VR and a Steam VR. Uh, VR, not AR, but VR game that uh, you play in the comfort of your own home with a comfortable headset uh, on on your head, so that you can turn around and look. And it's it's a first person shooter. And um, they did mention on the stream that this is the third game that uh, this company has made for them that uh, features um, Transformers in VR. And we have heard, like we have heard. VR Transformers stuff go on over the last last couple of years, but they've been um, like you know VR installation games and shopping centers that you have to rock up and and you know pay twenty bucks to play for half an hour or something like that. And this is this is the first time that they've done an at home version of the um, version of the the game, so uh, you can play these in the comfort of your own home. Besides that, it seems like a pretty straightforward um, run and gun shoot 'em up uh, first person shooter kind of thing, which really makes me wonder why they needed it to be a VR game and it makes me wonder whether or not we'll actually see a non-VR version of the game but if they do that they're not going to be able to call it Transformers Beyond Reality because it is of course uh, it is of course another one of those games that follows the uh, follows the uh, the tradition of naming itself after the technology that it is um, uh, espousing rather than actually what goes on in the game and Janet, it doesn't so, quite in, have the same ring as firmly Transformers firmly grounded in reality yeah, no, ex exactly. Like you have, you have to be seen to be doing something beyond reality. So uh, in the game, you are a human. You're not a transformer. You're a human who's wearing. Um, uh, they very specifically said Terran actually as a as a reference to Earth. They said Terran Cybertronian hybrid armor, uh, which 
the main difference that I could see in the, the, the launch trailer that they played during the stream is that it means every single Transformer that you meet who wants to kill you will comment on uh, how you're a human and isn't it funny that you're a human playing, um, you know, fighting against Transformers, which got old very fast. <laughs> um, but, you know, so you'll come up against, you'll come up against some, um, uh, you'll come up with, against tr some traditional foes, Megatron's, Megatron's in the game. We saw Megatron in the trailer. You can see Soundwave on screen in front of us here. They're, um, they're not specifically like Legacy or Netflix versions or Siege or War for Cybertron or anything like that. They... They seem to be somewhat based on the, I'm going to say the evergreen designs of the characters, but that might not necessarily be true either. Um, but yeah. So, uh, Max, you ever played a VR game? No. I, oh, I have. I was underwhelmed. I can't, I can't <laughs> even remember what it was. I, I know I have played it at some point, but it, VR and this, all this virtual reality stuff are going to sound like a bit of a you know someone who's 10 times 10 times my age but i just don't get it whatsoever like, no, that's it's, fair enough <laughs> it's a bit disconcerting i don't know I, I i guess i guess i'm a look i'm i'm a bit dismissive of it because i just don't really see the point of buying all of this extra hardware to sit on your couch and not use your the biggest screen in your house but um i look there are there are some really good there are some really good um vr games and experiences out there uh, depending on the hardware that you have connected up, and the the platform and the ecosystem is maturing, but it's not matured to the point that I have uh, one of these things in my house that I would uh, want to be playing a Transformers based game on. And you know, maybe that'll change in a few years' time. Well, who knows? We'll see. But for now, uh, Transformers Beyond Reality is uh, getting released on PlayStation VR and Steam VR on March thirty first. So that's the end of next month. Um, so if you are into those, if you are into those games and into that, and you've got those platforms at home, um, then do play the game and uh, you know get the game. Let us know how it is. Uh, we we we'd love to hear about it. Um, you can do a post and do a post and tease us here, do a review, anything like that. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll see some reviews of the game uh, as it sort of comes closer to launch. Maybe maybe from, from maybe from some gaming publications, maybe from some Transformers fans. We'll see. Anyway, the other game that they were talking about uh, is another game that I don't play, uh, which is uh, Transformers Top. Uh, so it's Top War. Uh, they did a they did a crossover with Top War last year. Um, I remember talking about it at the time. I think they announced it around PulseCon time, and it was um it was very, it was quite bizarre because they announced it and it started the day after it was announced or something and. And the event only lasted an, about another week or so, and then it was done. And so they're coming back for another shot. And uh, this time they've they've subtitled their event "Darkness Falls," and uh, you can see from the graphic, you can see from the graphic on here they've they've sort of paired up. Um, there's some uh, there's a bunch of Autobots on screen with uh, Starscream closing in on them, and they've got the the Top War guys uh, shooting up all the uh, Sharkticons coming to join them as well. And there is, of course, a very ominous Unicron head floating in the background. Um, so the storyline for this crossover will apparently see Autobots and Decepticons teaming up against some some kind of uh, some kind of ominous threat. I wonder what that might be. It would be a shame <laughs> if they put it on a poster. But <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's pretty obvious what it is. Yeah, this, the same thing that is sort of 
drives that storyline in every piece of Transformers media. Pretty much. Although yeah. it is, so it is actually interesting, and I, I will, I will be the Transformers nerd here. It is interesting that it's Unicron's head, but nothing else. And you've sort of got the like a very the, clearly alive Unicron's head too. Very, very clearly alive, which sort of. Um, it, it makes me wonder if they're sort of uh, riffing on some of the old Marvel UK comics where Unicron's, Unicron was trying to reconnect his head to other planets to turn them into a new body for him and stuff like that. Because you can see he's got like cables and wires and shit like that hanging out the bottom of his head. So maybe there's, uh, maybe there's something like that going on plot-wise here. Uh, who knows? We're going to have to rely on someone else who plays Top War to tell us what's going to go on there because I will not be finding out. No, I've never even heard of this game until now. So. Oh man, I've heard, I've heard of Top War all over the place the last year because it comes up every third post on Facebook as an ad between all of the things that I'm uh, all of the things that I'm uh, I'm browsing and, and looking at. So I'm very familiar with Top War. I've come very close to installing it a couple of times because the uh, like it it looks it actually looks kind of fun um, as far as you know like um, uh, as far as like you know sort of turn based RPGs and. I'm not even sure if it's turn-based or if it's real-time strategy or anything like that. I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not opposed to those kind of games, but I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that a Transformers crossover is going to entice me to play these games. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm sort of looking at it as like, you know, I never knew this thing existed until now. So evidently, these sort of crossover events do serve their intended purpose. I mean, I'm not I guess, play you, it, I guess I'm you're, sure... you're now aware of the game. Yeah. So, so I'm aware of it. The next step is co- considering downloading it. The next step is playing it. Mm. Well, you know what? We'll check in. We'll check in next episode and see whether or not you've uh, whether or not you've you've downloaded Top War, and and we'll see how that goes. My suspicion is that the answer will be no. Um, yeah, I think I suspect the same. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, uh, Transformers: Top War Darkness Falls is, um, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know when it's coming out. But uh, the last time they announced this, these kind of crossovers, though, it was pretty fast. So I'd say that I'd say it's coming soon. If you are a fan of Top War, do get in touch and let us know. Hmm. Please tell us that you exist. If you're a fan <laughs> of Top War, if you're a fan of Top War and you're watching the podcast right now, put a comment into the chat. Because uh, I would, I would like to know out of uh, out of the uh, out of the current viewers who's who actually plays Top War. Um, it's a curiosity. Is... I've never heard of this thing. Yeah. There, so there's there's another another thing which I was quite amused by, which is uh, notable. Uh, also announced in the franchise update uh, is a hookup with Calm. Now Calm is a Calm is a um, it's it's a it's an app that's meant to sort of help you uh, chill out, focus, um, calm your brain, re- rest your brain, calm yourself before you go to sleep or things like that. And so you can you can download narrated stories and things like that on Calm. And so Calm has released a, a new story uh, called The History of the Transformers, a bit of a spoiler as to what it might be about, and it's narrated by Peter Cullen uh, as Optimus Prime. They played a slight. They played a little. Um, they played a little uh, excerpt of it in the in the the live stream, and it was really it was really interesting. It's so it's got it's got a stylized version of the Transformers Prime music in the background, which I thought was really interesting. And absolutely nobody's mentioned it because I think people just scrolled right on past this story. But um, no, I, I didn't notice that either. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. 
So yeah, so there's a there's a there's a there's a sort of a it's a, a it's a very ambient. Um, it's actually quite nice. Like I, I would actually I would actually like it because it's probably like a forty minute mix of of music or something. It would be cool to have one in the background while I work, uh, as long as it doesn't put me to sleep. But yeah, it was definitely based on the Transformers Prime theme, and uh, it was narrated by Peter Cullen. But the way that it the way that the narration for this goes is it's sort of like reassuring sentence another reassuring sentence well here we are it's very slow and you know in fact i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's slower than the delivery of lines in the netflix series just so that you have a so you have a barometer for how slow it is but i mean it's kind well, of it's theory, kind of meant the to point, be yeah <laughs> yeah it's meant to be and so you peter cullen's are sort of going you know oh Thank you for letting all of the Autobots park outside your house. Not many humans would allow us to do that. I'm like, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like humans probably wouldn't know, but that's okay. And and of course, um, he, he in the the preview they played on the 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 Hasbro stream, uh, you do of course get the immortal line from Peter Cullen. Oh, I should introduce myself. I am Optimus Prime. <laughs> it's the number one thing that Cullen says whenever he voices Prime. But um, yeah, like so, these kind of apps have their these kind of apps have their devotees, and uh, you know, it's a it's a bit fun, and you know, it, it's I think it's an interesting place for them to take the franchise. It also it also very notably denotes calm as um, uh, as better than the Netflix voice casting people because they're willing to work with union actors because they've got Peter Cullen. <laughs> I think, I think the whole draw is probably that they have Peter Cullen specifically. And then it, oh. I, I think you're right. Um, oh, sorry. I, was, I, was, I stopped for a second because you were muted. I yeah, sure. no, that's right. I was, I was I was just clearing my throat. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm a bit yes, tired I, I, from work, in case you couldn't tell. Bloody hell. It's all right. Um, I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think I think the draw is that it's... I, I mean, look, it's, the draw is that it's, it's, um, it's Peter Cullen, but also... Know, if, if 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 you're the kind of person who does use Calm, and a lot of people do, like it's a really popular app. If you are the, the kind of person who uses Calm to you know play ambient noise and things like that to send you to sleep, and you're a Transformers fan, you know, go for it, enjoy it. Um, I, I, I could I'm see it sure. kind of working because he is, you know, Peter Cullen's prime. It's like this gentle, soothing, fatherly voice. You know, like that's it, always it been is. the thing. It's like this this father grandfather figure, and then. It's also just a matter of if you're, a, you know, say you're a Transformers fan, there's a fair bit you already know the whatever form of the backstory they've gone with. So it's kind of like just soothing white noise, I'd imagine. Actually, you know, it's, it's like if you put on whale sounds or waves crashing. You know, it's are, you just saying, like, are you saying that Peter Cullen is a whale? So, <laughs> um, I'm saying it's, it's, it's anecdotally similar, right? It becomes that white noise that just. Yeah. filters out through the background and it's all you hear but you know because you might already know the stuff he's talking about it just it all just blurs together and you fall gently to sleep i actually i'm actually curious because like they're saying this is the history of the transformers it says join optimus prime in an epic tale about the origin of the autobots and the decepticons is that really going to send you to sleep like i feel like i feel like i might want to listen to that <laughs> Yeah, well, so they said the it's thing. about if a forty-minute. Trans- <laughs> if you're a Transformers fan, you already know it, right? Do you though? So you might. 
but if, if it's a sort of generic, it may, it, I'd imagine it's probably a sort of generic, homogenized version of different origin stories. Uh, well, I don't think so I have so to take a guess. This is what but I was if also. If you're not a Transformers that... fan, there's every chance that you might get invested in the story. And at that point, well, you're not falling ma- asleep because you want to listen. Maybe, maybe at the very end of it, they're they're going to assume that everyone's asleep, and they'll just be subliminal messages by legacy. Go to Walmart.com <laughs> and pre-order now. Um, so the the thing I think is interesting is that the the author Ryder Windham is not someone that not a, a Transformers name that I'm familiar with. So. Uh, if he's written the origin of the Autobots and Decepticons, who knows which version of the story he's gone with? Turns out it's actually just shattered glass. T- turns out, you know, it turns out yeah. maybe maybe there's a sting in the tail that you only hear if you actually make it through to the forty-five minute mark. Who knows? Um, so yeah, so you know, I, I think we you know we've we've dumped on calm enough. Um, you know, like, like I said, there are people, there are definitely people who uh, enjoy using um enjoy using the application like um you know in all seriousness there's a lot of people who have trouble getting to sleep uh it's a nice it's a nice app to help calm your head space out down and um, help you chill out for a bit so um you know if you if you if you're on calm you've got a calm sub i think you, you pay a monthly subscription i assume this just pops up and it's uh it's a part of your uh your selectable things in calm so um yeah go for it you know what? I may, I may try it out, and I may listen to it just so that I can find out what the origin of the uh, Autobots and the Decepticons actually is, once and for all. You know, I mean, if not the it's sort of curiosity, it must but be true. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, and it's not that sort of, it's not a morbid curiosity. You know, ordinarily, <laughs> these sort of things. You know, when when you hear about a sort of bad piece of media, it's like, you know, most people that watch, um, you know, a, a crappy movie comes out, and everyone sort of goes to watch it. I am doing this. Shit. I'm doing this tomorrow. But yeah. Oh, what are you saying? I'm gonna go see Moonfall. Oh, that does. Yeah. See, it's a perfect mm. example, right? Mm-hmm. I'm morbidly curious about that, but this yeah. isn't quite morbid curiosity. It's on that borderline where there is a genuine sort of like this could actually be soothing to listen to. I mean, this this is the thing is like it's intended to send you to sleep, so maybe it's not that soothing. Maybe maybe it's too soothing and it's not very accurate, but. Who knows? Do you want to talk about some toys? Yeah, we probably should. Yeah, I, th- I think we should. I think we should talk in. about toys. We're twenty. Yeah, we're twenty-three minutes in, and it's it's time to talk about some toys. There were fourteen figures revealed over the uh, over the course of the uh, of the live stream. Um, they started with Studio Series Bumblebee. Um, so there's Studio Series Bumblebee has it's seen a bit of a bumper list of releases in the the first half of uh, or the first couple of months of this year we've seen uh wheeljack ratchet uh brawn and soundwave released from the uh released from the bumblebee line and so uh as as we've said a few times mark my words they're going to go through every single character that they can from that opening scene and they're going to do toys of them so Expect expect to see more of them. Uh, they revealed two during the live stream. It was uh, they're, they're they're more deluxes. It's deluxe RC, which uh, we're looking at on screen here at the moment, and Ironhide, who is a repaint of a repaint of Ratchet. We'll get to Ironhide in a minute. RC is RC is very much based on her G one appearance, but now has the now has an alt mode of a sort of a, a Cybertronian 
um, I guess it's a like a futuristic bike kind of thing. It's not the first time that we've had this kind of a this kind of an alt mode in uh, in Transformers, especially like going back to G one. Like some of the te- I think one of the Technobots had um, had sort of a futuristic thing. It was like a bit of a light cycle kind of thing. So um, yeah, so RC has a uh, RC has a, a new alt mode that we haven't seen before for her, and um, it all it all seems to it all seems to tuck away. Um, you know, fairly nicely. That backpack doesn't look huge for once. No, and it's quite. It seems reasonably moving accurate to me. Obviously, we didn't get to see too much of it in the film, but it's maintaining that same general silhouette. Yeah, the, I, th- I think the one so. thing I've really enjoyed about. Obviously, I haven't. Oops, sorry. Um, obviously, haven't. You know, seen any of these in hand yet? But you know, just looking at the images and the videos floating around of these figures, it's you know the fact that they haven't had old modes visible in the movie and then, you know, being able to retain this amount of accuracy in the robot mode has been, it's been really refreshing to see, I guess. It's sort of just freed up the creative liberty a bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, you, you get cases where, you know, what the hell does Soundwave actually turn into? Um, but that's... Who cares? That's, like... Yeah, like, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of not the norm. Like, at least there are recognisable alt modes for most of these guys. And... Yeah, they've they've done a good job of they've got, done a good job of keeping them keeping them uh, the look of them as they appeared on screen, but giving them an alt mode that doesn't really compromise that look. And so, um, and all, I mean, also there, there are characters that reach back into G one, and so RC RC is one that um, you know she had a, a futuristic car mode in uh, in G one, and you know they they clearly didn't want to just do that again here because they've they've just done a they've just done an RC in the last uh, last couple of years. So it's good to see them. Good to see them come back. She's got two guns there as well. So uh, dual wielding the guns, and also I think the presence of the the front wheels at the back of her feet will give her quite some stability and posing options as well. Yeah, it's just looks. There isn't a huge amount to say about it, really. It just looks solid. I guess I don't particularly have any critiques to throw at it. It just looks like a genuinely solid figure. Yeah. A- uh, look, uh, so I've handled a couple of these guys over the last few days, and they are not large figures, right? They are they're small for deluxes. Um, so uh, like, you know, we 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 know the price points are going up, and the the you know there's more of a difference between um, deluxes and voyages now because they're del- the deluxes are just getting a bit smaller. But especially with the the Studio Series line, I feel like the deluxes have tended to be a little bit smaller but a little bit more detailed and we know that we know that the deluxe price point is based more on part count than size so these guys do have quite a lot of quite complex um, transformations and so yeah I'm looking I'm really looking forward to seeing RC in person because who doesn't love a pink transformer um, but yeah no it'll be interesting to put her up against the other um, the other bots in this line <clears throat> now Another and so out of the three that have been released so far in the deluxe range, there's um, Wheeljack, Brawn, and Ratchet. It's been a lot of interest in Brawn from people, um, but the the standout for me has to be Ratchet, um, mainly because a it's Ratchet, and you know that with Ratchet, if you pair up a white bot with red highlights and a blue a blue sort of central central um, you know windscreen kind of design. It's going to look awesome, and it does. Ratchet looks fantastic. Um, he's 
His colours are very much like the the siege ratchet colours with this vivid, bright blue, transparent window on the chest. And so where Ratchet goes, Ironhide goes. And uh, so we, we've, we've got to look at Ironhide here. I had thought that Ironhide wasn't slated for release this year, but um, he does actually slot into one of the waves that seems to be coming out around May. So they've done... Okay. They've done Ratchet now for February, and so I think the next the next release is April or May. So he should be out in the next wave. Um, saw this guy saw this guy sort of opened and around my house yesterday. Um, very interesting transformation. Um, it's interesting to see what goes where and and how he sort of you know um, explodes and then <laughs> then uh, reforms into a vehicle. Um, yeah, I, I think I think this is going to be really popular. Um, I think a lot of people. A lot of people have really been up for Ratchet, and I think a lot of people are also really looking forward to Ironhide. Yeah, did I say it's, it almost works better in the Ironhide color scheme? I don't quite know what it is there, but yeah, just it just looks is a clean, like, you know what I mean? It's a sort of overall clean aesthetic to it, and then this really, you know, the waiver blue on the chest just pops out so much more. I think it's sort of just a Whatever angles slope together, it just really makes for. It's hard to describe yeah. what I'm talking about, but it's like, you know, the way the angles slope together on the chest and then pairing that with like just that nice transparent plastic, like you said, it just makes it look really like there's a sort of overall cleanliness of the color palette, but then you have this one section which just pops out. It's I, a really nice like, looking piece. I feel like Ratchet, perhaps the, the chest pops more on Ratchet because it's up against white, but. The white also looking at it, looking at a white figure just sort of makes it look a bit unpainted and plain. So, I, I, can, I can see the I can see the appeal of having sort of a fuller color scheme around the around the bot, which is what you get with what you get with the red on Ironhide. But I mean, Ratchet is Ratchet is you know Ratchet's main color is white. So, um, you know, fair enough. But I I mean I look I just love I love the way that the the windscreen pops on on Ratchet and the blue. It, I think this is a slightly less vivid blue, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I also think that, um, just the overall proportions of the mold too seem to work a bit better for Ironhide. Like, obviously, they both That's true. share the exact yeah. same design, but from just the sort of character perspective, it's just, it is not a bit nicer having this very burly, rounded look to it um, for an Ironhide rather than a Ratchet. That's true. And is, um so... I, I guess I guess it makes a little bit more sense having this having this big gun mounted on the top of a yeah. what is essentially it looks like an armored uh, an armored um, vehicle or or some some kind of armored armored vehicle. Uh, the gun makes a lot more sense on him than it does uh, for Ratchet to to carry it as well. I but, do yeah. appreciate that the alt mode looks slightly reminiscent of the uh, all for Cybertron alt mode too. Yeah, I, look, I, I'm guessing that that's I'm guessing that's not a fluke. Uh, I'm guessing that Hasbro's designers really specifically had that in mind. There's, I mean, there, there's there's lots of questions over where they've brought the inspiration for these figures uh, for their alt modes. Um, it seems that uh, despite what despite what uh, David says in the comments about Soundwave uh, turning into a turning into a robot roast chicken, uh, it seems that Soundwave turns into something that appears to be from the the GI Joe. Uh, Transformers crossover comic, some some kind of a, a, a like some kind of a Cybertronian ship or glider or something. I don't think but, they ever uh, specified what that thing was. It was just a. It was literally just this flying plank. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't so, much of anything. 
So it can be. I mean, like the Green Goblin can ride him around. We don't mind. Um, but yeah, so it's um, you know the, the the inspiration for the alt modes can come from all over the place. And so yeah, maybe maybe there is a little bit of um, maybe there is a little bit of war for Cybertron in these guys. We'll find out. All right. Um, that's so that was it for Bumblebee reveals. They did spend a little bit of time with uh, Studio Series 1986 as well. Uh, this so this guy uh, we're looking at the Voyager junkyard. He is a partial retool of Rekgar. And the interesting thing that I caught when they were talking about this in the um, in the live stream is that uh, partial retools are rare in in the Studio Series because most of the bots have such distinctly different uh, different designs that. Um, yeah, mo most of the time they'll just do like a straight up repaint and, and repaint a character into something else. They don't really get to change the design very often. But uh, yeah, they, they said that they got, they got the opportunity to do a partial retool. Um, they mentioned that uh, Junkyard's, Junkyard's head was originally designed along with Rekgar and was in a part of the same mold. So they didn't have to do any extra work to get the new head. But uh, Junkyard has new side panels that uh, clip onto his... Um, are attached to his arms and form a form sort of a, a front guard on his um, uh, near his wheels on the, on the side of, of his robot mode, and that was a that was thing. So junkyard, I, I don't know if junkyard was specifically called out by name in and in, in the movie, but uh, they did say that it's based on sort of a you know a junkyard design from the movie, and they did say that the side panels were on the model shape, but they were never actually uh, there on the animation. So. So they've got they've taken a really deep cut and gone gone into following the model sheet that uh, you know fewer people have actually seen in order to produce this figure. Um, and I I think he, I think it looks good. The um the the Rekgar, the Studio Series Rekgar has been I guess a bit of a bit of a guilty pleasure. Uh, I just I find him I find him really fun. Have you have you handled it? I haven't ha I haven't handled it, but I've heard nothing but good things. I it's on that you know long list of things to track down at some point but it's a good looking piece yeah notable on the uh so they've shown cg renders um notably on the cg renders the uh the, the spikes sticking out of the side of the wheels are perfectly straight instead of the um instead of the the mess of them pointing up and down and all sorts of around and all over the place that they tend to be uh, on the actual wreck car figure maybe they um maybe they'll have sort of addressed what causes that we'll see how it goes but yeah, so uh, so Voyager Junkyard is coming out, I think, sometime around April or May. Um, it's not entirely clear. He has leaked out. Um, the, it was quite it was quite funny on the live stream. They were talking about uh, how they had an engineering pilot in one of the designers' houses, but uh, all of the others were on a boat. But uh, they have notably appeared on a um, on a particular YouTuber's uh, uh, stream uh, as a finished product. Rather than it, well, as a near near finished product, who knows what stayed in it as it's come from the factory. But uh, yeah, um, so yeah, Hasbro Hasbro US appears to be uh, appears to be slightly uh, slightly affected by some of the shipping delays themselves because some of their engineering samples appear to have been uh, shipped over rather than flown over. So yeah, interesting. Um, other than uh, other than junkyard, there was also uh, the new Dinobot, uh, the third the third Dinobot leader Sludge. Um, apparently, apparently, all of their samples of this guy were also stuck on the same boat as junkyard, but they did have a um, they did have a, a an engineering prototype to show off. 
Very interestingly, uh, so he's he's designed by the same designed by the same crew as the the people who designed uh, Grimlock and the Slug, and so he stands the same stands similar height. He has similar articulation. They look great together as a set. Now, Max, how many how many Dinobots do you count as being in a set? That's a good question. Um, I'd just say the core five, right? Five? Yeah. yeah, there's five. I so I would say five. <laughs> depending on depending on the continuity, they might just think a second be... am I missing one? But yeah, it's five. That's fine. I, no, five, five, five is a five is a good answer. But um I thought it was interesting that uh, as they were talking about sludge, they said, Oh yes, uh, you know, we've got sludge now. He finishes off our original trio of Dinobots and uh I'm oh, sure yeah. I'm not the only person who had some alarm bells go off in their head going, what about the other Dinobots? Are we not getting those or what? Uh, you know, so, the, so they're, seeing, they're calling the Dinobots a trio now. Um, That's this never is, been a thing at any point as far as I recall. I don't know. They weren't, they weren't even a trio in the original cartoon, were they? No, I, I, it's been a very long time since I've watched that, but yeah, I, certain they haven't been pretty sure they weren't but also i, in, I know there's in, been reduced casts of dinobots at in various points you know it's been you know yeah. fluctuated up and down a bit but it's never been these three in their g1 designs at any point but but also this is the studio series 86 line so it should be taking from what's in the movie but uh all yeah. five are in the movie, though, aren't they? I mean, uh, sure, like, yes. Uh, so David actually, appear. David actually points out the Dinobots were a trio in the first episode, then they added two after. That's so weird because I thought Swoop was in the first episode, but maybe not. Um, this is this is like the Mandela. This is some Mandela effect. It probably is. Yes, yeah. like I, I, I think is. just blending together different Dinobot origins and uh, the maybe fact but, that but, people, te- people tend not to watch the cartoon very much. Uh, well, I mean, not maybe not these days. However, uh, good info to have, but also as as I pointed out, like this this is meant to be as they appeared in the movie. So it's kind of weird that it's kind of weird. You know, there's been a but there's been a lot of questions over you know are they actually going to do all the Dinobots or not? And people have been saying yes, they are. But the comments about them being finishing a trio really make me concerned that you know when we're not going to see we're not going to see the others at all. We, we will see how we'll see how it goes. Because I think a lot of people, myself included, were quite excited for the prospect of, you know, I mean, for for one thing, just having proper updated Dinobots. I mean, we because we got oh, those Power yeah. of the Prime Primes one, Power of the Primes figures, you know, a little while back, which were fine. I guess I think most people, myself included, they probably got and sold theirs. They weren't anything special, but that those were really. You know, for the for the cast outside of Grimlock, they were really, essentially, the only updates they've had, officially. You know, in the G one style. So, it's I true. think a lot yeah. a lot of people were quite excited for the prospect that, oh, okay, we're going to get you know these very proper looking figures. You know, five or four of them, depending on where they decide to put Swoop in a leader class of a high budget. Like, you know, it's an exciting prospect. Um, so it's a bit, yeah, it is more than slightly concerning. Well, not more than slightly, but you, you know what I mean. I do. So, uh, Talon says, Dave is correct. Swoop and Snarl were introduced later on. Snarl might not be getting a release, so as I don't recall seeing him in the movie. This goes around a little bit. There was apparently like two two scenes or something where you can see Snarl, but 
whether or not that really counts in being in the movie is a, an open question. And uh, Aaron says, uh, if they want to call it studio series, then they should have all the Dinobots that appeared in the movie. Um, and uh, David also then says, season one, episode eight, SOS Dinobots, there was Grimlock, Slug, and Sludge. There we go. Bloody hell. Okay. So, Shows how much I actually remember about G1. Just <laughs> somewhat embarrassing. But, oh, um, I, don't, I, I don't think it needs to be a source of embarrassment. Anyway, um... So a couple of couple of points where we've got his uh, we've got uh, we've got Sludge's uh, alt mode up on screen. Uh, the the neck is the neck is articulated, so he's got quite a bit of quite a bit of options for posing uh, with the neck, and there's even ratchets uh, in the neck as well to um, just to really just to really sort of you know support whatever pose you want to do. Uh, and there's a blast effect blast effect um, peg or port, I'm not sure, in his mouth as well, so he can. He can breathe fire. Yes, and uh, since this is studio series and it should be uh, should be the um, the uh, eighty six movie, Talon says, "Where's the, where's the googly eyes accessory?" <laughs> maybe that maybe that'll ship with a studio series Devastator. Who knows? Or good, you know what? It'll be interesting to interesting to get this guy in hand and see whether or not you can actually uh, someone could mold a googly eyes accessory. Like it does look like you could perhaps plug something into the into the space where his eyes sit in dino mode we'll see or you know well, what I'm... something something going into that little port near his uh, near his um the edge of his mouth who knows yeah i'm sure i'm sure i remember some company doing it for one of the third party masterpieces at some point oh yes definitely i think um i think it was fans toys with uh with, with their uh their version but uh i mean that uh, yeah that should be, that should be a that should be a thing that comes along worth noting though we don't know what comes with this there might there might be a googling eyes accessory because uh so grimlock came with uh grimlock came with wheelie um slug came with came with um daniel and uh we don't know who uh don't know who sludge is going to come with like those googly, the googly eyes are legitimately sort of iconic at this point. So that is that that is worth the price of admission for another little minifigure. It, it is, you know, don't, Hasbro, Hasbro. Wait, 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 a, wait a second. Hang on. What, what kind of this? Hasbro, meet me, meet me at camera one. Right. Hi, it's just us here. Um, you know, it's only the two of us. You know, just, just want to talk to you. Um, please. You know, no one wants. No one wants the the little dude that comes with the other the other studio series guys. We don't care about them. We leave them all in the box. We throw them out. We mock them. Like no one likes them. Please, don't do it. And just give us googly eyes, right? It's easy. They don't even have to transform. You can just plug them. Make make it make a little thing that plugs in and just has googly eyes that sit over Sludge's eyes in Dino Bird. Right? Easy. Done. Thank you. There we go. We're back. That was We're that back. was one of the most heartfelt things I've ever seen, Jason. I know. Yeah, I like it's uh, it's something beautiful. I feel passionately about. You know, um, it's something you so can yeah. speak for the masses. Uh, well, I don't know about that, but um, we'll we'll see. Let's uh, let's move on. There was uh, well, you know what? There was a discussion of core exosuit Spike, but uh, I don't think even TFW included photos of him. <laughs> In their summaries, <laughs> so apparently, apparently that's not there. But he's also he's also already been released in the UAE, so he doesn't really count as an upcoming figure. So fair enough. Um, uh, core exosuit spot. We did we did discover uh, a he transforms and b 
uh, he has a lever on the back of on, on his back that allows you to rotate the um, rotate the, the the head of the figure in the in the um, inside his uh, his exosuit. So, you know, if you if you're looking for some specific poses or looks, you can probably get that out of the figure. He's he's also very articulated. There's a lot of a uh, lot of poseability, which is kind of kind of standard for the core class these days there's a lot of lot of options you know lots of ball joints for things but uh, it's good to see it good to see that come across into that figure um next up let's talk about legacy uh legacy is getting a mini collection of beast repaints uh they these guys are repaints of figures that have come out in uh kingdom already so we're not going to spend too much time on them they are going to be a walmart exclusive in the usa but they should end up being a they should end up coming for a regular release uh, elsewhere but uh, we'll see how it goes um we are looking at sandstorm sandstorm is a sandstorm is a rather striking i have to say rather striking scorponok repaint and he does come with a new head sculpt as well just to sort of um differentiate the character a little bit more and yeah, in much the same way that I really, I really quite like the uh, the orange color scheme on um, the mutant Tigertron. Like, I, I I look at this and I was like, yeah, that's that's actually that's quite a cool color. Um, I, I quite like it. Notably, also the version of this that they were showing on the live stream has a slightly different paint job than the one that they've shown on the um in the photos here. So. Don't know which one's going to be correct, but uh, yeah. So still turns into a scorpion. He he's still a still you know just a repaint of uh, of Scorponok, but uh, yeah, still um yeah still looks pr pretty nice. And you know those colors are those colors are pretty wild. They pointed out the there's sort of the the sand colored body, the orange the orange uh, pinches, and the uh, the purple the purple legs. Just yeah, really really out there. Uh, I don't really have that much more to say about it. He has a nice. I was kind of relying on you. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Uh, I, was, I know nothing about any of these. They just sort of look like different so you, you, coloured so versions of Beast Wars figures. Yeah, they. I mean, they are. So, um, I'm, so I'm pretty sure this guy. Pretty sure this guy was based on a based on an old uh, release. I'm not sure if he was a botcon figure or not, but I'm sure someone in the comments will say. Um, maybe he's he might actually be an original original uh, Beast Wars release we'll see but um yeah so not being not being very familiar with the characters are you are you interested to add these into your collection or just cruise on past cruise on past quite happily nah, <laughs> I would fair like, enough I said they don't look like bad figures um when we're looking at now the sandstorm in particular this like it's a good looking mold I've thought it's the nicely proportioned looking thing but it's just as a concept i I'm one of those Transformers fans that's just never gotten the beast stuff whatsoever. It's fair, it's, it's fair enough. It Neither have I. I've got, I've, I've got a couple of them. But I, I can appreciate it. Yeah. I can appreciate a nicely engineered figure, though. And this yeah. certainly looks through that. So, interestingly enough, I find... Um, so, the Predacon Scorponok in Kingdom, uh, a lot of people were really looking forward to it. And I think, I think it disappointed a lot of people. So... I don't know whether I don't know whether it disappointed people in terms of quality of the figure or size of the figure because he was seen to be quite small. So um, a repaint will not fix the size issue, but if there were if there were issues with the figure itself, then hopefully hopefully they'll have fixed them on, on this run. But 
I suspect that we might see people just avoid the figure because I don't think I don't think that Scorponok left a great taste in people's mouth. Interesting. Okay. Next one is a a, a Cheetor repaint, which is Night Prowler. Um, he is. He is definitely not a real character that was released back in the uh, Beast Wars days. He's based on an unreleased Beast Wars prototype, um, but he does have some—he does have some really detailed paint on him for the the spots and especially some detail around the face. Uh, I mean the the the, the uh, animal face on his chest. There's there's lots of lines and and spots on there. So a lot of a uh, lot of interesting detail on there. And um, yeah, so his, his colors. He's sort of a I guess a. a Tawny brown in a way, and there's uh, there's a lot of yellow inside him, and uh, apparently they made him an Autobot because the unreleased prototype actually showed him as an Autobot. So yeah, uh, I am gonna sneeze. Give me a sec. Right, managed to mute the sneeze. But, uh, I hope. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so we're gonna so we'll take a, take a look at his uh, take a look at his beast mode there and. Well, like I said, you, like he's got he's got a lot of he's got a lot of paint all over him, in terms of the spots. Um, like it's not an all over paint job, but uh, you know it's imp- it's impressive enough. And again, there's that detail in the the head sculpt as well on the um on the paint front. Um, if you're into your beasts, this is probably something that you're going to look to add into your collection. Um, I am also not really that into the beasts, but um, you know. There, there are definitely going to be some. Uh, there are definitely going to be some people who are into this. I will also add that I feel like this figure might be incoming to my house a little bit sooner than um, than people think as well. So okay. we'll see. We'll talk. We'll talk about That's that if it, if, it, if it. We'll talk about that if it if it happens. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, and also, also on that on that same boat, let's say. Uh, so we're looking at uh, Buzzsaw. Now, Buzzsaw is a, uh, a repaint of Waspinator with a different head as well. And um, i got to say, I, th- I feel like Waspinator was perhaps better released, better better received than people expected when he came out. Um, there, were a lot of er- there were a lot of early comparisons between um, Kingdom Waspinator and Thrilling 30 Waspinator just based on photos. And I think a lot of people initially really discounted the figure. Um, based on those, based on that, and then when they got the figure in hand, and like I have, I have, I've poked and prodded Kingdom Waspinator a little bit, and he's actually really, he's actually a really nice solid figure. Um, I, I actually really like the way that his uh, his wings look and work, and they move around a lot. And there's a, there's a lot of, I mean, look, you can do some pretty amazing things with ball joints on characters and, and on figures these days. But um, so Waspinator has a Waspinator has an interesting color scheme. There's there's some uh, different tints uh, and different transparent pieces on him. Uh, it's got black black wings with a very slight tint to them because they are transparent material. Uh, and you can see there's a sort of a there's a good tint on his uh, the green on his face as well. It kind of um, works out really nicely. It just it captures this sort of mismatched vibe that you get with a lot of '90s Transformers, like the original figures. Or it often it does, just kind of yeah. just looks coupled together. Yeah, yeah, it sort of it really harkens back to that quite nicely. It's quite it's quite right. Um, not sure if I will. Um, not sure if I'll bring myself to. Not sure if I'll bring myself to purchase any of these figures for myself, to be honest. But um, yeah, I, I think it's. I, I think it's interesting that they're they're going to be out there and um, 
you know, there'll be there will definitely be a, a contingent of Beast Wars fans who'll be up for these, and like some people, some people I know are already clamoring for them. But yeah, I, I I think because in the US these are going to be a Walmart exclusive. Apparently, apparently coming in March. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, the they I feel like they might have a they might have a bit of a limited release elsewhere as well. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, don't have too don't have too much to say about them other than that. Um, there is also a new vintage, the two two new vintage Beast Wars reissues, which are in fact already out in Asia. We we've t- we talked about them on the podcast last week. So uh, there is uh, there is a reissue of Scorponok. Um Rob Franklin in the uh, in the, the in the Facebook group uh, got a hold of his this week and took some ma- fantastic photos. Made, made it just made it look amazing. Um, there's this, there's a really nice sort of, you can see this metallic sheen to the, the color on the, the paint in the figure and, um, yeah, looks, looks really nice. Um, so yeah, so, uh, there's Scorponok and there's also a re-release of Tigertron just in case, just in case you, 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 we didn't have enough Tigertrons released last year. We had the, uh, we had the, uh, Voyager, we had the Mutant Tigertron and now we've got the Vintage Tigertron. So, uh, it really has been, uh, really has been Tigertron's year apparently as well. Um, vintage Tigertron is quite small. Uh, he's, he's sort of more like a, more like a deluxe size, um, figure. So, uh, yeah, Tigertron, Tigertron in Kingdom was a, a Voyager, so slightly larger than this, but, uh, yeah, um, a, um, a, yeah, small figure in the, in the reissue. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not particularly into the the vintage Beast Wars reissues myself are more into the vintage B- vintage G1 uh, reissues. They seem to have um, they seem to have stopped a little bit, maybe maybe stalled a little bit while they uh, while they celebrate Beast Wars anniversary, and we'll see how that goes. Otherwise, um, a couple of we're just going to blast through the last uh, last few here. There's Tigertron's uh, Beast mode there. Last couple of releases, uh, two new figures have um, been announced for the Red Line. Um, the red line, uh, I just, I, I find it hard to get excited about them, but knockout, knockout's been, there's, there's a lot of love for knockout in the community and, uh, Transformers Prime knockout specifically. And, um, it's nice to see, it's nice to see that there's a figure coming that is representative of how he actually looks on screen in, uh, Transformers Prime because the, the toy certainly didn't like this at all um, it was it was yeah it didn't capture that look at all so i'm kind of tempted to get the red knockout just to sort of go next to um next to breakdown on my shelf but i i, I don't know i don't know if i want to give the red line oxygen in order to do that but uh but we'll see. And I'd be tempted no... to give a red line oxygen but it just i've never <laughs> seen it for sale anywhere so it's kind of like well know, so it doesn't come make, to make your things available if you it doesn't, want come to, to buy it doesn't come to retail stores in Australia, as far as I'm aware. It, it may end up in EB Games, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, like you can buy it online from places like Zavi, and I think some of them pop up on Amazon, but they might be sold by marketplace sellers, I'm not sure. Um, and of course, there are no alt modes to show, so you only get one photo of, uh, of each of them. Um, the other one is, uh, of course, a repaint um, because we have had Optimus Prime, so uh, we do, of course, get Ultra Magnus because 
where one goes, the uh, the other goes. To be perfectly honest, I would have been more interested in this if it was Shattered Glass, um, Optimus Prime, or something like that. Like, there's a there's a million you know, more interesting options for an Optimus repaint. There certainly are. There certainly Realistically, are. Um, it is kind of it feels vaguely nostalgic though. Like it's been a very long time since there was a white Ultra Magnus released. Uh, like I, I would say classics. Classics, yeah. It, it'd yeah. be classics or maybe the Revel Tech. Mm, I think cl- I think it, classics it, postdates Revel Tech, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I feel like White Ultra Magnus is a well that they do go back to, just not necessarily in the mainstream, not in the mainstream lines. I don't know. Mm, I'm sure yeah. it's I'm sure it's shown up on like licensed pieces, but officially, in terms of Hasbro produced stuff, like. It would have to be classics, like you said. Yeah, it could be. It could be a it could be a distinction to draw. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the 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 white inner robot of Ultra Magnus that uh, was clearly uh, clearly a uh, discarded Optimus Prime, yet again comes to life as uh, as a an Optimus Prime white repaint. Um, you know, it it is what it is. I was not a fan of the red Optimus Prime figure um, at the time. I I put it up next to the Thrice Optimus Prime and. I was like, well, this is harder to pose, has less less range of movements, and like, yes, you can change his hands and stuff, but but it, it was just a lot more grief to, a lot more grief to make him do an interesting pose than I felt I could uh, I could do with an actual transformer. So, yeah, that's just, that's kind of a problem that I have with a lot of the red figures. Um, I just don't see them, I just don't see them, uh, you know, being able to strike the poses that um, that the actual the actual toys can. Is it a bit more of a plastic problem where they're sort of made of that weird gummy plastic that gets used for a lot of Hasbro six inch stuff? Uh, yes, I think it is. I, I think I think I think it's worth noting also. I think red figures like we say that they fit in like a, a six inch line from Hasbro, but they're actually bigger. They're actually they're probably more like seven inch figures. Um, but yes, it is it is kind of the the material that they're made of. Like it's. Like you, you can see how you you can see on this on this photo that you can tilt his ankles right, like you can move his ankles left and right, but because of the way that it's constructed, like you'll you'll push it, and you have to push it past where you want it to be because it'll it'll bend back, and so yeah, and I've got Marvel Legends and yeah that just haven't like you know haven't moved in in a couple of years and now they no longer move at certain joints. Yeah, right. Because the stuff, you know, you have a couple of hot days and it melts together slightly. It, it sticks <laughs> in place. It's like that. that it's not a, couple a good of hot days, and they get they get hot and bothered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, um, red, not really high on my uh, not really high on my want list. I know there's a few people. I know there's a few people who want them. That like, there are some people who will collect these mainly because they're into the characters. Um, like I said, I'm considering I'm considering knockout because he's the best looking knockout figure that we're ever likely to get. Um, and I think, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure there is a knockout figure coming in Legacy this year as well. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Maybe I'd, maybe I'd just prefer to get the Legacy knockout to um, to pose him up with uh, with breakdown. But yeah, um, kind of a lazy repaint to just do a white Ultra Magnus. Would have liked to see something else. I feel so. I feel Red does well when it does something that doesn't already exist as a toy. So the red line in the last six months has given us the reformatting version of Megatron. Right? There's no toy of that. 
do interesting things with the characters in red rather than just presenting new versions of them. And I think you've got you'll you'll get a lot more people interested in buying and uh, buying them. Like um, anecdotally, out of the out of all of the imports that I've I've been doing for for toys, reformatting Megatron is by far and away the most popular red figure that people have, people have been going for on import. That uh, really okay. Mm-hmm. I would not have. I sort of that one completely went under my radar because I just sort of oh it looks just looks vaguely generic. But then yeah okay that's really surprising. Well, so a lot of people got him to uh, got him to stand in front of their Unicron, uh, or, or you know stand with Galvatron or anything like that, and sort of because he is he is a very distinct color scheme off Megatron. He's he's, ha- he's I mean he's dark purple and he's half painted over with the grid. Um, as as Unicron reformats Megatron, so like that that's something we haven't seen in a toy before or, or a figure. So you know, I'm I I understand I understand why people are into that because it's something that they haven't got before. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the 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 ragu overlord says uh, action masters in the red line. Absolutely true. They are they are action masters. Then they. they I, I was about to say not, like, you know, do not I, I would easily buy these if they threw in the action masters say you have um like you know post um nucleon grimlock from the comics or you know banzai tron oh, any yeah, of them. yeah you know like yeah, these that characters cool. that there's no reason to transform so you may as well go ahead and go a bit nuts of it or something like you know there could be a potential to do some really cool stuff with the uh, michael bay designs you know something mm. like um you know it, figures where they can only feasible stuff like a uh, aoe galvatron which can only feasibly exist in the third party space because that transformation doesn't make any sense. You know, you know, if, if there's a place to have something like that, it's in a line like this. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Like, like I said, I, w- I would like to see red do more things that aren't already existing toys, but yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, we, are so the last, the last couple of things, it's something that's actually already out. And I can reach over and grab some of them as well. In fact, so um, they did mention the they they did mention the Buzzworthy Bumblebee set of repaints that was released in December. Uh, so there's three figures in this. And they they are notable repaints because they have actually changed some things about them in in the repaints. And they did say on the live stream that they 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 were being a little bit experimental with uh, with some of these some of the aspects of these so b127 has a different paint job and there's a lot of people that look at this paint job and they're like yeah actually i, I much prefer this version so there's been a little bit of a run on uh, on b127 people um, people are going for this version of the the figure over others it's kind of interesting um, that it's not as movie accurate either but like you know anyone could look at, i i would look at that and say it's a nicer looking paint job you know, everyone else seems to have been saying the, saying the same thing, but yeah, even though it I, isn't I agree. as accurate of a movie, is that's a bit interesting. So it looks to me like uh, this must be a, this must actually be a photo because he's actually mistransformed his uh, his left leg. They didn't flip a panel down on over his uh, over his foot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, slightly slightly different, nicer nicer paint job on on this version of B one twenty seven. Um, the next two, uh, the next two are interesting. So there's a uh, cliff jumper. Now I'm just going to, I'm just going to bring myself up on, um, bring myself up on screen here and just say, there's that cliff jumper <laughs> because, uh, wait a sec. I've tried not, I'm trying not to get my screen reflection there. So yeah. So 
there's that cliff jumper there. Um, I haven't opened him yet, but um, he is sitting. He is sitting on my two open piles. I, I will. Tr- I will make a point of trying to open him up and uh, and give some thoughts on him next week. Um, cliff jumper has a um, so has a, they, they've they've changed out the translucent painted material for flat plastic in this which should make him a little bit more sturdy perhaps but i'm not sure whether or not I'm not sure whether or not um the whether or not the this mold really had much of a problem with the with the transparent roof um and they've uh, they've given him a shiny paint job on the gun uh, as well which I, I i find i find quite quite uh, quite interesting that they've gone for a shiny shiny metallic blue but there you have it and um yeah the thing that I really like about this, and the, the the flat blue panels, the flat blue windows, have proven quite divisive uh, between people. Uh, between people, um, like you, you saw this with, say, um, shattered glass gold bug, where you would have trans- a transparent window and windscreen, but you'd have a flat coloured background, a flat coloured back window, and so by by switching these up so that you actually give it a painted window all around. You actually, I think, you improve the vehicle mode look because uh, you don't have mismatched windows anymore. You've got a, you've got the same color windows all around. Um, yeah, and it's also that's... you're not looking inside. You know, if you have a transparent window, you can see inside. You can see all the little bits and yeah. pieces. It just sort of creates more kibble. Whereas this, even if it looks, you know, it looks more cartoony, but that works because this is a cartoon character, so it just looks better. Yeah, I agree. I think I, I think I think the same thing with it. They've done the same thing with Cup, and I think this is far and away better. Um, and I also think he—he he, oh wait, that's the wrong. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, I think he looks way better. Um, you you recall you recall many times in the last year when we were looking at leaks and pictures of these figures. I I. I spent a really long time talking about how I really didn't like the transparent uh, the transparent window on Cup's chest because it really didn't look like the movie and in a line that strives for movie accuracy I didn't understand why they had done that and so in so in this version of Cup there's no transparent window they have instead painted it the same sort of like flat um, flat uh, window color that uh, the cliff jumper has and it also means that uh, again his vehicle mode looks so much better and so much more screen just accurate straight to, off the screen. to his appearance yeah. yeah straight off the screen and it also now looks like a legitimate update to his g1 alt mode like that that's his g1 alt mode right there there's no there's no weird transparent plastic covering up any shiny pieces below or anything so I'm so much happier with this. I, th- I think it, I think it looks great. Um, they mentioned that they mentioned. Uh, I might I might actually now that we've um, now that we've uh, <laughs> now that we've we've talked about this. Uh, the Ragu Overlord says I bet Toy Hacks never released a set of labels for SS86 Cup because they knew another version would be released. That's quite interesting. I don't know, don't know, but um, yeah, there, there's. I suspect that there's. Um, yeah, maybe there's maybe there's a bit of back channel communication going on there. Who knows? Um, yeah, so uh, I'm probably going to sell my original SS86 cup. Like I've got no reason to keep him with this one. I think I think this is this is pretty great. Um, I'm going to kick out the uh, kick out the news uh, the news screen share and just say um, the 
so during the presentation when they were, when they brought up when they brought up Cup and Cliff Jumper, they did say that they're they're experimenting with this look uh, of eschewing the, the the transparent windows in favor of a flat color that's more animation accurate. And they said they want to hear from people what they think, um, whether or not whether or not they whether or not people want to see this on more bots. And I think I think it really the question as to whether or not this is something we want to see more often. I think it kind of needs to it depends it kind of needs to be decided case by case as to whether it's if it's something that's in the studio series line where it's meant to be screen accurate you probably do want to do this but if it's in if it's mainline and legacy and stuff like that you maybe you don't want to do it maybe you want more transparent um plastic going on in those yeah absolutely just yeah i guess if, so long as it's consistent across line as a whole i suppose yeah, I yeah, I, I feel like that I feel like the consistency aspect is probably something that you might not get consistency on this. They may end up having to decide it sort of case by case as to what they do. But um yeah, I like I think in the, in this case like Cup especially certainly certainly way way more impressed with this version of Cup. Um Cliff Jumper Cliff Jumper I kind of don't care about, but um I really like that little mold, so I'm fine with it. And that is it for news. We're, we're just over an hour, so let's quickly talk about some new acquisitions. And yes, we always uh, do this. We um we do a two up, and then we actually actually wind up taking yeah significantly we, longer than anticipated. We do take a while, but um, look um, do you want to do you want to take us take us through your your acquisitions first up? What what have you got this week? I am a single acquisition this week, um, but quite a little interesting one. So I was in Melbourne over a new year, made the pilgrimage to Pleasant Surprises. And as I was there, picked up this fella. Um, so this is a bit of a convoluted one. It's the Neo Art Toys knockoff of the Perfect Effects, Perfect Effect Lyo Convoy. Um, and it's the Evangelion Unit 01 repaint version. Um, so here's so the EDA sort of thing. colors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's the sort of thing that doesn't fit anywhere on a display. <laughs> but I kind of just oh, have it fit, anyway because it fits next awesome. to a fits next to EV, EVA convoy if you've got that. I do have EVA convoy. Yeah. Um like I I'm unsure with the display to next to EVA convoy to have the um to have that consistency there between the two EVA Optimus primes. Or have it next to my um, metal build Evangelions because this thing actually, just proportion-wise, I can see why they did this color scheme because it looks more like an Evangelion than a Transformer. It does, yeah. And it's built incredibly well. Like the build quality is, I mean, it's not nearly on par with a metal build, but it's closer to the build quality of a metal build either than it is to a Masterpiece Transformer. Like it's really subtly put together. There's weird little things like uh, a couple of the panels just pop off because they're not glued on in a really mm, bizarre yeah. QC errors. But then you get to the joints and they're all rock solid with like the most, you know, perfect buttery smooth ball joints and these really solid detented knees. Like it's, you know, really sturdy plastic all around. Um, you know, lots of die cast in him and just covered in paint. It's also just... So it's just a visually really interesting figure. Plenty of accessories too. Um, Very nice. And then the weird thing is transforming him isn't really a transformation. It is like you just, you flick these bits around with the lion head and the bit of armor here. 
and then you just pose the rest of the body into the shape of a lion. Like it's not, it's it doesn't transform at all. Really, it just poses. But I kind of don't care because it does it really well. Um, <laughs> so it, it just works. It just, I guess, because it has these very dynamic proportions. You just pose it into that shape, and it just works. Um, and pose posability is basically the biggest draw of this figure as well. It's just stupid posable. It's got, yeah, like I said, it, it is actually reasonably comparable to a metal build either, which if you know those things, they're you know really high end. Probably spend too much money on them, but they're really nicely posable. Um, you know, and this thing's got it all up the wazoo. You know, individual toe joints, knees, um, drop down hips, multiple ab joints, the works. It's fantastic. I have a, I have a, an awkward question. Yes. Why this figure? So is it because it looks more like a, more like a, um, you said it was more like an Evangelion figure or is it because I, I don't it's know. A, it's a cool Leo convoy because I mean, you've, you've spent all of the time that we've had legacy figures that were Beast Wars figures up going, I'm not interested in Beast Wars, but you've bought a Leo convoy I'm not. repaint. I'm not, that's the thing. But I, <laughs> the even before this repaint existed, I was sort of on my radar because it, just from an engineering perspective, right, it's just a, you know, end of the day, I love a good posable figure. Hmm. Right, that's he's, really he's been, what it he's been around for a number of years, and it's quite difficult to yeah. get the original now as well. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 the, I don't think the original price. actually had the EVA uh, repaint either. No, this is purely a KO thing. But yeah. I, if you're on the fence about it, um, as I was for a time being before I saw it in store and was like, bugger, I'll just see what it's like. Um, you know, the KO is really, it's really solid, good quality stuff. You know, yeah, down to. There's a couple of weird little build quality issues. Like these panels on the shoulder just fall off because they're not glued for mm. whatever reason. Like they just they just haven't been glued on. But then, yeah, that, that's in dichotomy to, in contrast to all of the joints across the figure being super solid and holding whatever pose you put it in. Very nice. So yeah, I guess <laughs> as for why this figure, it just looked cool. That's about it. It just looked. <laughs> like so it's a good looking figure and figure that doesn't doesn't need to be anything more than that very good how about right. yourself um well i've got two i've got two figures that have uh, arrived recently that i'm gonna gonna show off here uh number one is the uh coronation star scream so he's the um he is the earthrise star scream mold with a movie accurate paint job and he's got coronation kit on. So he's got shoulder pads and he has a, uh, a as you can see, a, a hinged cape uh, that attaches onto his back. And uh, the cape is, uh, to be honest, I bought I bought this set for something else. But I've been quite impressed by the coronation gear. Like you can you can fold the cape back down so that it's um it's sort of a, a, a just a more sort of traditional cape that sits behind him. Um, the coronation the, the the shoulder pads are really interesting. The I don't know if you can I don't know if you can really make an anti, but his guns yeah. in this kit are actually attached to his shoulder pads because the way that the um where's that the way that this mold works is that uh, you have to sort of rotate this around in order to make this work, but you then get his hand facing the wrong way because his hands don't swivel anymore. So to sort of get around that, they've they've given you a um given you a mounting point for alternate alternate um 
uh, null rays. So you can still make him look like he's about to shoot you in his coronation gear. Um, does that work and, well in person? It uh, like it it does. I mean, like you know, the, the, it's it's sort of the classic thing of you know Starscream with his arm up, about to be about to you know do, do his coronation thing and stuff. And like as I was as I was posing this, I was just like, why the fuck am I keep posing him with his arm up? Like it doesn't really do that much for me as a pose. Like there's got to be there's got to be something more interesting you can do. But so if you want him to look like he's got his nail rays on while he's got the shoulder pads, you need to put them on on these um. You need to put them on these little hooks that come in. You can just see there's a, a little pink piece inside there. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's on a, it's on a hinge that comes down. I find the, the coronation gear is quite clever, the way that it sits on. And it sits, it sits on and sits, fits into pieces. And Sorry, I misspoke there. So the coronation kit actually hit, fits into the 5mm port on the top of his arm. And so that's why you can't put the null ray in there. And uh, there is like there's a, there's another five mil port on the um on the back of his arm there. But if you if you turn his arm around to get that, if you turn his arm around to get the access to the five mil port there, then you have a weird pose with the hand. So um, it, it, it it's cool that it's there. To be honest, <laughs> that's not why I bought this at all. Like the, this is the other thing in the box. <laughs> Is why I bought the Coronation Starscream. Yeah. Like, like that's that's the 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 throne that's half is awesome. The budget. It, it is totally half the budget. It's a it is a big solid single piece of plastic. It's it's really cool. Um, there's uh, so I've I've put the original null rays. They give you they give you the original null rays and null rays and the new ones for the Coronation kit on the back of the throne. Um, we had this in the light box last night here. Had some friends around. We took some took some fun photos with different bots sitting on the throne, um, things like that. It's 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 just been it's been really cool. It's been really good fun. Um, just yeah, really, really, really wanted this, but I've also been really impressed by the coronation kit. And also, I'm a sucker for seekers, so like, you know, of course, I'm of course I'm gonna like that. One other, um, the other, the I also got the other. Oh. I got the other Studio Series 86 bot that uh, that came out this month as well uh, and uh, cracked him open on Friday night as well, which is uh, oops, nearly dropped in there. Uh, Studio Series 86 Perceptor. Um, really, really nice mold. Um, lots of articulation options. I love I love the fact that you can like you can move and uh, tilt his ankles and swivel his swivel his, uh, his his legs and his arms. Everything that you would expect to be able to do on this figure, um, you can do it. It's a deluxe figure. It's thirty five bucks. Um, he's he's packed with articulation options, and he's perceptor. So you know what, what's what's not to like. Um, yeah, just really 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 enjoy um, really enjoy messing around with him. Um, so yeah, those are my two acquisitions for the week. Um, I do have a couple of other acquisitions. I just haven't, I haven't opened them yet. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, we'll, as do we'll I. So hopefully we can keep going. We, we'll see how we can go for maintaining the timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can open up some open up some bots this week, and we'll talk about them next week or on Friday. So we'll, we'll see how we go. Uh, Rob Franklin says that gen, that perceptor looks fantastic. It is time to retire the generations version. I think you're right, Rob. Um, I've heard from I've heard from a number of people over the last uh, over the last little while that they're not really into the '86 Perceptor because the the Titans Return and the Generations ones are, are pretty good. But I think uh, I think they've been beaten. Um, 
yeah, the, this guy's a, he's a modern figure. He's he's a modern figure. He's made of modern plastic and he's a modern size, so he's a little bit smaller. But the the articulation is in there, and he fits really well with the rest of the eighty six line. So yeah, really really looking forward to uh, really looking forward to putting that display back up on my shelves because my shelves are a mess. Uh, I've 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 I'm sitting in front your, of the your shelves, shelves are a mess. Uh, like at least like <laughs> your, an empty shelf is not a mess, so it's fine. That's the best. That's okay. I have empty shell. I have empty shelves, and I have messes. So. Yeah, it all evens out. <laughs> all right, um, I think that is it. We've gone for an hour twenty. I think we're, I think we're done. Uh, I don't think there's anything else we want to add on this week. The, it, we can catch up with some. We can catch up with missed news. Uh, we'll do a, a proper episode on Friday or next weekend. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's it. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for watching along the live record. It is a Sunday night, and there's been a there's been a constant flow of people uh, watching along with the stream and uh, commenting along. So thank you very much for giving up your time on Sunday night for for watching us. Uh, you'll find out more about these stories. We'll find links to them in the show notes. Um, it's mainly just the one on TFW with the official photos, but there um, you can get in touch with us. We're in Transformers Collectors Club Australia We're on Facebook. Our official page is Australian Transformers Weekly and our website is transformersweekly.podbean.com where you can subscribe to the podcast. We are a uh, production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia, a registered club in Victoria run by volunteers donating their time, effort, energy, and Sunday nights to make collecting in Australia better for everyone. Uh, we want to build the Australian collecting community by engaging fans around the country making content like this and attending live in-person events like Oz Comic Con. Uh, we run, we run uh, Facebook's largest dedicated Australian Transformers discussion and sales communities. So come join us online. You'll find links to all of this stuff at transformerscca.com. That is about it. We will be back with more Transformers news, views, opinions, feel opinions, and we will feel the news at you next week. I'm going to say next week, but we'll see how we go. Um, that's it. Any, any, anything to add, Max, before we go? We need to either just record that whole spiel of you at the end and artificially <laughs> insert it in. Just, or we can like train one of those. It's more, it's more, it's more, gen it's more genuine you. if you say it live. It's fine. <laughs> We can just you know, you know those deep fake AI which like replicates someone's voice. We can just get one of those and that can no, be don't the whole do don't do that because don't do that because someone will just have me have me sing you more like an Egyptian or something. But... <laughs> All right, I think that's it from us. We've started talking about deep fake AI. Awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna end the show before we let's end the show. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for thank you for watching, and we'll be back with more next time. See ya. Gotcha.